All right, Jamie, maybe fourth time's the charm. I've butchered every single start, but what's up, everybody? Thank you so much for pressing play. My name is Jimmy. This is my podcast. That is my aunt sitting across from me on the computer. This is Mind Over Matter. And whether you're a first-time listener or a long-time listener, thank you for your support. Your support is what fuels this podcast. And how you can continue to support this platform moving forward is a couple of reasons or a couple of routes. Is one, press the subscribe button on YouTube. It's completely free. There's nothing that goes on on the back end. I don't obtain your credit card information. You don't even have to put it in. So don't even worry about that to start. I'm also accessible on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, a couple other auditory platforms. All you got to do is type in Mind Over Matter and you'll see a logo right off the rip because we are the number one rated Mind Over Matter podcast, especially on Apple Podcasts. It's me holding my two puppy Dalmatians, Jax and Brooks. They're two little turd balls and turd machines. We'll keep it PG-13 here, but I love them to death. They mean a great, great deal to me. Uh, so I think it's cool too. It stands out. But I'm also a firefighter, so you can, you can say what you want about that too. Um, so this podcast, if you're kind of wondering what it is or what it's about, this is a podcast committed to helping you improve your mind and your body. So we're going to help you gain self-confidence because a lot of people lack self-confidence. We're going to help you. We're going to show you how to live a healthier lifestyle, both mind and body. And lastly, we want to enhance what's between your ears. If you have any brain matter left so that you can have tried to improve upon your life daily because life, Jamie, I'm sure you can agree with me and you'll talk about it a lot today is very mental. And we have to improve upon that. We have to learn things daily. We have to grow daily, grow daily to be that best and most elite version of ourselves. So that is it for the plugs. I hate to do it, but that's what we got to do to be able to grow this platform. I'm sure you understand, Jamie. But this young lady, she's dressed in pink. She said she didn't want to put any makeup on to start, but she did anyway because we are on YouTube now. This is my wonderful Aunt Jamie, Jamie Cantrell. And you're going to see throughout this entire duration that she is vibrant, she's full of energy, and she will just light a fire under your ass, for lack of a better phrase. She will really inspire you, and I'm excited for you to be able to listen. But Jamie is, one, she's awesome, but two, she grew up in the awesome state of Texas. She grew up in Plano, Texas. She went to Plano Senior High School back in the 60s, I think, right, Jamie? Funny. I'm totally kidding. She graduated from Plano Senior High School, and then she earned a scholarship at SMU, Southern Methodist University, uh, for soccer because she was just an all-around soccer stud. She was a four-year captain at SMU. Like I said, she did earn a full scholarship, and they did make a Final Four appearance also at her time at SMU, which is pretty awesome, and that's a very, very elite accomplishment for her. Soon after graduation, um, at SMU, Jamie decided to go corporate uh, because why not? Because everybody else was doing it. It seemed to be the common trend and theme. But very shortly after her endeavor into the corporate America world, she decided, hey, this isn't for me and I want to pursue my passion for coaching. So then she went to Ursuline Academy of Dallas. Uh, that is the sister school to Jesuit Dallas. Shout out all my Jesuit alums out there listening to this. Private school doesn't mean that you're better than the person next to you, but private school is also a great means to explore uh, because you do get an awesome quality education that I'm sure Jamie can attest to. But while she was the coach at S or excuse me, not SMU, while she was the coach at Ursuline, they won nine consecutive state titles. And there's a lot of other cuss words I could probably say, like holy bleep or whatever you want, but we're gonna, like I said, we're gonna try to keep it PG. That's a pretty credible, incredible accomplishment. And that says a lot about Jamie and that says a lot about her players. And that says a lot about the programs that she develops, especially when she's at the head and leading from the front. And you're going to see a lot of that leadership aspect come out in her today. 
She was also called the TAPS Coach of the Year. So I think she's doing something right, and she definitely knew what she was doing. Uh, but then shortly after Jamie was done with her coaching career, she wanted to be a mom. She wanted to try a different avenue, and she wanted to focus on a different aspect of her life and being the best version of herself for her family. Uh, she now has a husband, Sean, and then two awesome boys who are getting about as tall as me, Caden and, Caden and Kellen Cantrell. Uh, they are awesome, and they're also. And Jamie's. It's amazing to see Jamie's transformation as a mom, which she's going to talk to you a lot about today, and what it's like to be a mom, because Jamie is very passionate about helping women, empowering women, enhancing women's mindset, and getting moms off the couch and being the best versions of themselves, and instilling them value that they know that they're capable of. So, long-winded intro to start, Jamie, but. It's very well deserved because you're awesome, and I'm not biased because you're my aunt. But thank you for joining me today. Oh, you're welcome, Jimmy. I love you dearly. I laughed getting moms off the couch. <laughs> <laughs> getting moms off the couch. That probably stepped on a few toes, right? Uh, no, no, I'm laughing because all the moms out there were like, "Who is this Jimmy guy?" Hey, I promise he's awesome. And, uh, <laughs> we're, we're gonna have some fun. But I mean, you have to understand that, you, and you'll find throughout this is that Jamie and I just, you know, we're, we're just kind of like balls of energy. And you know, when we say things, you just kind of gotta roll with it. But we, yeah. we make we make it fun. We're fun individuals, I think. But uh, Jamie, you know, I didn't talk about how in your in your intro about how you know you are now the the national marketing director of Juice Plus and how you're you know, an entrepreneur and you're a very awesome entrepreneur for lack of a better phrase. And I know we're going to talk about that here in a little bit, but what I want to do to start is talk about your ethos, your motto, your theme that you predicate your life around because it's very powerful. So what is your mission that you're currently on right now? Well, the mission is evolutionary. I've got three missions, one for personal, one for business, and one for professional, uh, one personal, one professional, and one for family. But I will tell you, just backstepping just a bit, the decision to become a stay-at-home mom was a decision I didn't make lightly. Um, leaving Ursuline, and, and I, I bring this up because many people are dealing with this right now. Obviously, in the corona culture, we've all experienced what, what life is like working from home. And, you know, for me at the time, when I transitioned home, it was because as a mom, I battled with and I struggled with trying to create some sort of, sort of balance. You know, being at Ursuline was probably one of the most amazing experiences I ever had, but it did require me to spend an enormous amount of time in traffic. On any given day, I, I was in traffic for an hour, hour and a half, sometimes two hours, and that was two hours that I didn't have with my children or my family. And so when I started evolving into the woman I was becoming, I learned that I had to really prioritize and there were some deal breakers for me. And one of the deal breakers, I remember speaking with a former parent's, uh, a parent, a former player's parent. She said, you know, Jamie, when a mom has a decision to make or has the opportunity to transition back into the home environment, everybody's going to give them unsolicited advice you should do this or you should do that. There's this internal struggle going on. All you moms out there know exactly what I'm talking about. How can I be a full-time working mom and be fully present with my kids? Or how can I be stay at home and be any resemblance of who I was? So there's always this debate, working or staying at home. And her words were so poignant and resonated with me for nearly 20 years. She said, or 15 years, she said, listen, if your kids had the choice and you asked them what they want, what would they say? And when she asked me that question, I said, all right, I'm coming home. And I will be honest, that transition wasn't easy for me. Um, I knew I wanted to be present with my kids. I knew that I wanted to be at everything for them. 
but when you are your identity and for all you females listening out here when your identity is wrapped in what you do and suddenly that's taken away you have to go about a whole new level of soul searching and figuring out who you are in the process so jimmy to answer your question that period of time allowed me to develop my mission those hard struggles and transformations and transition that I had in life, and we're all in a season of transition. So I make this point and I make it clear. Sometimes transition, sometimes adversity, sometimes challenge, you will come out of it on the better side of it. Mm. So I'm going to start with my personal mission. All right. My personal mission is to challenge myself outside of my comfort zone every single day. Um, my father always told me, your grandfather always said to me, he said, Jamie, you always have a healthy dissatisfaction for the status quo. Mm -hmm. Not that you want to change everything. You just want to make everything better. Mm -hmm. And that's my personal mission. My family mission is one to lead with faith and to also be present because in this day and age of technology and this little thing right here, there's a lot of distraction. Mm. And um, I always want to make sure that when I am with the Lord or if I'm with my family, it's them first. And then from a professional standpoint, and I think this is probably where you really want me to drill home, is in that season of transition, when I came home, I lost who I was. Mm. And what I love about what this, this profession that I do now with Juice Plus is it's given me a vehicle. It's a mechanism for this platform. And I really loved to wake women up hmm. my heart and passion my mission is to help women particularly and i'm not leaving out the men out there you have some incredible gifts inside i call them god given spiritual gifts and what i see so often is that women in particular get caught up in of this world and a to-do list and their measure of satisfaction is often checked off by how much they get done. And in the process, they've done nothing to grow themselves to the better version of themselves like you're trying to accomplish here, Jimmy. Mm. And so I'm really fueled by the ideas is to teach women to pay attention to that inner calling, that inner desire, identify what your gifts are, and let's make this magnified and explode it. That is uh, one heck of a start there, young lady. And, and <laughs> young. I, no, yeah, you're, you're pretty young. I think so. I don't see any gray hairs yet. I mean, I can kind of. Yeah, can they're here. To, yeah. it's, it's having a corona season for sure. They're hidden. Mm. <laughs> Unlike my mom who just said, hey, I uh, guess I'm going to go gray now. I'm, she's not going to color anymore. Um, but Jamie, that's, a, that's an awesome start. And I want to capitalize on what you said. What does it mean to be a female entrepreneur because you and I had a recent conversation where we really believe that a female presence is really lacking, especially when it comes to being a business owner and leading from the front. So what does that mean to you to lead from the front? You know, I never really view myself as leading from the front. I'm just, leadership isn't about putting yourself at the helm. If you, if you look at what Ursuline taught me this, it's about the story about the flying geese. All right, and for any of you who've watched Nurseland and Girls Soccer Game, there's, they're loaded and they're rich with tradition. But before the game starts, the girls will form a line on the end line of the football field or the soccer field, and they will replicate the flying geese. Mm -hmm. and, and the theory is that there's one person at the helm 
but there's a team of support. Whenever that leader gets tired or fatigued, they fall back in line and someone else steps up. That's what leadership is about. And so for me, as a female entrepreneur, it is, you never have it figured out. And so it's this constant evolution of who you are in that there should always be this desire to get to that next level. And I read a quote the other day and let me pull up my phone because I yeah. saved it. And this is what I really feel what entrepreneurship is. Um, it's probably the best way I can define it. Growth stops when you lose the tension between where you are and where you could be. That's entrepreneurship to me. Let me repeat that. Growth stops when you lose the tension between where you are and where you could be. So my whole ambition, this isn't about me. This is about taking a look, a deeper introspective look at, I know tons of women who, whether you want to do a small business on Etsy or you want to have more, there's a friend of mine who wants to be a baker. Like, all right, this is what you're excited about. Let's pay attention to that and let's bring that out. And so entrepreneurship is really, number one, understanding who you are, understanding, understanding where you want to go, understanding what your gifts are, and then giving them away in the spirit of service. That's what entrepreneurship is about. I love that, Jamie. I love that. You have to have that go-getter mentality, that no-quit mentality, which you do, which is awesome. And I'm glad that, you know, you're leading from the front and instilling that in females and saying so, you know, just behind your words and your intentions, one, you can just see your passion, but two, you hear and you see power and you, you know, there's just power in your voice. And a lot of that is because you're confident in yourself. And we talked about in my intro that I butchered a couple of times before we finally got it right. I talked about the, re, the really the driving force behind this podcast. One of the many is, you know, gaining self-confidence. And I think that's an area in people's lives where they really struggle both personally and professionally. Uh, but again, I'm not sexist when I'm saying this. I think that females in particular probably struggle that with that a little bit more, uh, just, because, just, just more in particular. And again, not to sound sexist or rude or condescending, but why do you think females in particular struggle with self-confidence or their self-image? I think there's there's not one answer to that, Jimmy, but I think if you look at any any magazine out there nowadays, we're always in a position to feel less than. Um, you know, and this is the first thing that popped in my mind, right, wrong, or different, but there's always a measuring tool for mm. a female. Um, and a lot of times we often feel like we don't measure up. But I think also that confidence confidence is a is a constantly developed. It's not right. earned not given to you. I don't think people are born with it or they're not. Confidence is a result of experience. Um, think about those days when you were training for football and the days I was training from soccer. I didn't step on a field the very first time I played and think I was good at it. Mm -hmm. It came from years of showing up. You have to show up in life. If you want to be confident, you got to show up even when you don't want to. And so years and years of grinding at practices when you know in college i use this example often when you're a prof when you're a collegiate athlete it's a job mm. and you get to see a lot of the school you know going out on thursday nights and 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 being social and having that we didn't get to do that uh, you know particularly my fall the fall season because i was in season i, I knew why i was there 
Mm. And so there's, you, you got to show up in life, even when you don't want to, even in the hard times, because showing up gives you experience, a notch in the belt. And that experience then transitions into a confidence. Mm. So back to your question, Jimmy, it's not necessarily in my opinion that females aren't confident. I think that we have this idea of who we need to be from a perfectionist standpoint, mm -hmm. measuring up. And I think that we oftentimes, because of all of the responsibilities we carry, that we don't ever get to show up in the spaces that we maybe want to, to help continue to grow. We have so much, we're responsible to the family, we're responsible to work, we're responsible to our spouse. And not to say that that's not the same for men, mm -hmm. but we are so pulled in so many directions that I, I do believe that in life, we, we lose a piece of who we are. And that's my mission to help people recenter, refocus, to figure out that, hey, listen, mom, you're just as important. You know, have you ever challenged a mother's intuition? It's probably one of the strongest forces out there. Mm -hmm. And so, heck, let's bring it alive. Let's, let's, let's take that somewhere. So I think it's just a matter of redefining focus. It's a, it's a matter of tapping inside and then creating those experiences that breed confidence. I love that. Love that, Jamie. Very well spoken. Oh, you are, yeah, I'm absolutely. Chatty. I'm pretty chatty. <laughs> no, that's good. That's what this is all about. You can chat your, until your heart's done on this podcast. That's the beauty of it. It's our family, well, it's our DNA. Absolutely. But, you know, you alluded to being a mom. And I've seen a huge transformation in you while growing up while I was immature, but I saw what you were like before you had kids. <laughs> you're, you're, you're a little bit different, but yeah. there's, there's some consistency there, but you know, it, I've seen a lot of very, not that you were negative. I've seen a lot of positive change just in your overall mindset and your outlook on life. And I know how much pride you take in being a mom. So what is it? what is it like being a mom? Is it, is it stressful? Is it, is there a lot of anxiety? And I kind of know the answer to that question because I know I provide my mom with a lot of anxiety, but I'm interested to get your thoughts on it. I was just telling my stepdaughter, Ashlyn, today, it's the greatest, it's the hardest job you'll ever love. There's no, there's nothing that will ever prepare you for the moment your child comes into this world. You can read books on it, you can assume, but until you have your kids, you have no idea the emotional bandwidth and capacity that you have. So being a mother is probably, is probably, not is, probably, but is the greatest work I have ever done. Mm -hmm. And it, it's, it's an on the clock, nonstop blessing. Um, yeah, is there anxiety? Absolutely. You're responsible for another human being. There are days where I'm like, holy cow, I can't believe God gave me this, this role, right? Right. Um, but it's really amazing to see these little people who you had a role in bringing into this world. And it's fun to see their personalities. Some of them are like their dad, they're like me. And, but it's the ability to impart on them uh, what God, the responsibility that God gave you. And um, I'll tell you what, it's I couldn't imagine my life without my kids. Yeah. Oh, I can see that. And I love that, Jamie. And, you know, I, it's an experience that I have not had yet. I'll never be a mom, obviously, one. But two, I was like, maybe I'll be a father one day, but I'm sure I'll experience that same type of thing. But I appreciate that, Jimmy. I appreciate that. 
we'll see. Uh, I'll probably get them. I'll, I'll probably be the dad buying booze and everything underage and everything like that. But just being the fun dad, right? That's what a fun dad would do. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, no comment. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, no, no comment. Totally kidding. Uh, but Jamie, then after you you became a mom and you focused on that and you know really, you know, just being the best version of yourself in that type of aspect, you then took that entrepreneur role and you began with juice plus, how did that all kind of come to fruition or what was the starting process and kind of talk to us about where you're at now with that too. You bet. Thanks for asking. Yeah. So, um, I didn't go to SMU and get a degree in network marketing. I'll tell you that right now. Um, my degree is in journalism. And so I thought that I had this, this, this path paid. I wanted to be on ESPN reporting sports and what's the adage, tell God what your plans are, make them laugh. And, so I realized as I was in college doing internships for ESPN and for Bilo, who here in the Dallas area owns WFAA, I realized there was a missing piece that there would have to be an enormous sacrifice for me personally in order for me to advance professionally. And so I realized in my heart of hearts that that wasn't the route I wanted to go. So shoot forward to the decision that Sean and I, my husband, made after we had our children is that with, with coaching at Ursuline, I loved it. I love the girls. I still stay in touch with many of them, but logistically it was really challenging. And so we made the decision for me to come home. Um, and uh, at the same time, <clears throat> I was experiencing some health challenges because as this podcast is, is celebrating, it's about being physically healthy. Well, the irony of this, Jimmy, is it lost on me is that even as a collegiate athlete and as a coach, as a high school health and PE teacher, I wasn't taking care of myself because mm -hmm. here's why. I never had the time. I was short on time. Um, and, and to me, that's the biggest excuse that I experience myself and I see so often as to why people don't commit to healthier, healthier lifestyles. And I was that person. Mm -hmm. So the long short of it was because I didn't make the time to take care of myself, I landed in a situation where I was forced to. And so the mess, one of the things I want to share with everybody is this, is that if time is an issue, eventually your, your sickness will be your issue. So what sort of simple changes, because I wasn't making them. And so I was in a physician's office. I was a malnourished mom. I was eating packaged, prepared, processed food, drinking three and four Diet Cokes per day. And my body just gave up, said enough's enough. The candle's burning at both ends. And all you moms out there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I like to say we work from eight to faint. And if you're not putting in the right kinds of fuel for that kind of workload, then something's going to give. And so that's what happened to me. And, you know, also as moms, we're the food decision makers in the home. We do the grocery shopping. We do the preparing or the not preparing. We do the drive through or we do everything fast. And because that's the route I chose, my kids were eating crap food. And they had a lot of health challenges early on. And so I brought my kids to the pediatrician's office for the upteenth time. And she asked me a question that nobody in my history up until that point had asked me. She asked me, what's your nutrition like? What are you guys eating at home? And I thought we were doing well. I thought we had the, you know, we were eating bananas and grapes and but there was nothing green passing these lips. I'm like, it's probably nothing. And so as I was sharing with her what our family nutrition was like, I realized it really wasn't as great as I thought. 
and she handed me a business card and she said, I need you and your family to get on Juice Plus. And I had heard of it before. I had seen the posters in her office. She was not a representative. And I said, okay, if you, my doctor, are telling me to do this, I'll do this. I know we don't eat enough fruits and vegetables. Because her posters were saying, if you're not eating nine to 13 servings of fruits and vegetables a day, you need this. So I was like, well, that's not, I'm not eating that much. So we began eating the product first. And over time, we developed into a healthier family. Now, it didn't happen overnight, but what did happen for us is week by week, month by month, because we were eating this concentrated fruits and vegetables, this whole food nutrition, we started noticing subtle changes. And so about two years into <clears throat> eating Juice Plus, I got a, a call from the company, a representative from the company. And she was just asking me how we were doing on product. And we loved it. And she said, listen, I want you to know that there's a business opportunity to this. Are you open? That's all she said to me. And in that moment, and this is where I really want to speak to the hearts of men and women, I was open because I didn't have a plan. And I said, yeah. So she invited me to a meeting. And she did this event called Empowering Women in a New Economy. And she said, if time, money, and resources were of no issue, what would you be doing with your life? And for the first time in my life, I had no idea. And it scared me. Here I was, this decorated high school athlete, this collegiate athlete, this coach. I was blessed to have success, not because of my own will, but because I just happened to be in the right place at the right time. But here I was, and I had no, no idea what was next. And she went on to describe. She said, there are five Ds in life, death, disease, disaster, disability, um, and divorce. And she said, not from a scarcity or fear tactic, but she said, chances are one of these things are going to happen. Take a look around us. We're in the middle of a pandemic. We're all experiencing it right now. And she said, what is your plan to protect you and your family if one of these things should happen to you. So Jimmy, to get to your point, and I apologize for the long background story, but it's reason to say is that I had no intention of joining a network marketing company. And I will, I will digress and say this to all the listeners out there. Network marketing is on the rise. But I will tell you, in years past, it has driven a reputation for maybe being you know, pushy or salesy. And, and I can't blame people for having maybe a distrust in the industry in years past. But, um, and, and that's just because there's a bunch of people who are excited and want to do well and want to make money. And, and, and now the industry is really gaining massive credibility. So I was at the right place at the right time with the right product. And I said, why not? So I didn't come into this expecting anything. I said yes, because it was low risk. It was $52 to own a business. I, I do much worse at Mikosina on a Thursday night, right? <laughs> but what came out of it was a few things. Creation, passion. When you can celebrate other people and you can impact other people, I'm going to tell you, go do it. What came out of it was a whole new version of this person that had been dying to come out. Mm. 
So I said yes to something I had no experience and was real, relatively unknown. And here I am seven and a half years later and I get to work from home and I do it every day. And I will encourage anybody out there listening, if anything that this virus has shown us, whether it be network marketing or, or another company, find a way to work, to have a job from home. I think we've all seen that it's necessary. Absolutely. And I will encourage those of you who don't know much about the industry, do your research. At least out of your top 10 choices of what you can do to earn money from home, take a look at network marketing as one of those 10 because it's very low inventory, low quota, low risk. There's not, it's a very risk averse industry compared to starting your own brick and mortar or your own business as well. So that's why network marketing made a lot of sense to me. And particularly for moms, it's an opportunity for you to step into who you think you should be develop that person and you can build an income while doing it. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. Well, it's interesting that you said that, and this takes us to about our halfway point too, Jamie, but yeah. just really quickly, it's, it's fascinating because there was an article, I think it was by Warren Buffett that had posted this the other day, or it, it might've been another entrepreneur. I forget who it was, but it was on entrepreneur magazine. And it actually talked about how moving forward with everything that's happened with COVID is actually about 25% of businesses are going to start veering away from commercial real estate and they're going to start working from home. You know, look at Google, look at Twitter, look at Facebook. They've already come out and told all their employees that you can just stay at home for the rest of the year. We're not coming back in the office. And then even Twitter, what they did, I don't know if you saw this, Twitter told all of their employees who currently work for them is that starting today, effective today, if you want to work from home, you are never required to come back into the office. Is that you can work your entire duration of your career from home like you're doing with your career right now. So really the whole entire dynamic and aspect is really going towards that. And look at this, we're on a Zoom meeting right now. Everything is going towards technology. So it's getting away from a lot of that person to person interaction and it's starting to become more technological. Well, I think everything is, um everything has a, a, a e-commerce feel to it now. Mm -hmm. I think that's the trajectory of business. That's a landscape of what business is going to look like forevermore. Not only, I mean, business was moving that way anyway, but the virus has really um, expedited that process. Absolutely. It's made people realize, you know, even my husband, um, we, the, the savings that we've experienced from him, not just traveling downtown to his office. As a family, like, wow, we've saved a lot of money from you just working from home. And he seems to be more efficient. Now, not to say that eventually when we get a little bit more of a handle on this, that things won't, it's kind of both and. But the one thing I do know as, I mean, take a look at the unemployment rate in our country because of this. I mean, at some point, Warren Buffett has always said, it's smart to have multiple streams of income. Mm. And in this day and age, it's not only wanted it's needed it's necessary so yeah. i encourage there's a lot of women out there who want to be at home and ah, dogs are awesome that's what we do we're home we're home now you know it's kids are popping dogs but yeah moms want to be at home but there's also at least for me there's this desire that i needed to contribute financially i needed to in order for me to be the best mom I had to have something just for me. Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, Jamie, real quick, uh, we're going to pause. Just take a, you can take a sip of your water, do what you need to do real quick while I am doing another shameless plug. We're at the halfway point. Just want to say thank you if you've made it this far to this interview, which I hope you have. Uh, this is Mind Over Matter. Again, this podcast is about just, just improving your mindset. And I'm, I'm sure Jamie has done that already, or especially if you're a woman or a mom in particular, I'm sure she's tried, made you ask yourself those deep questions or those hard questions and really made you evaluate what that looks for in your life. And I hope, if anything, at least to this point, that she's empowered you or instilled in you a value that we all know that you're capable of. And that's what you can expect from this platform is just awesome guests like Jamie. And, you know, we've already had Josh Bell on from the Pittsburgh Pirates. I'm going to have Jason Redmond, who is a U.S. Navy SEAL, on to talk to you about his life experiences. Just these awesome individuals with incredible stories that are just committed to adding value to your life. That's what this is all about. So if you feel inclined after hearing that and look forward to more awesome stuff to come, I highly encourage you to press that subscribe button. Again, it's free. You can access this podcast pretty much anywhere and everywhere. So also, it would mean a great deal if you would share this on your own social media because a lot of growth when it comes to online growth initially starts organic before you start looking into other means to be able to capitalize on it. So when I say your support means a great deal, it definitely does. And Jamie, that's it for <laughs> my shameless plug. Hey, nothing shameless. Jimmy, I love what you're doing here. You know, um, giving people a voice so that they may impact other people. That's what you're doing. That's what it's all about. It's awesome. We need, we need more, you know, somebody that actually said something interesting, pretty interesting to me that actually hit home and resonated with me as recently is that the world doesn't need any more good people. The world needs more great people. And what I mean by, <laughs> what, I, what I mean by great is and it's not that I'm a great person or you're a great person because, you know, we're not better than the person next to us, but right. you know, great people as far as what it means to step outside of your comfort zone and to be a leader instead of following and watching from the sidelines. We need more action takers in life and go-getters and people that, whether it be in their personal or professional life, take their life by the horns. Because I think, again, talking about self-confidence, that's where a lot of this stems from, is a lot of people are, are afraid or reluctant to gain control of their life and are letting somebody else live it for them. And I know that you're not doing that as an entrepreneur and a mom, and you don't believe in that, which is awesome. And that's, that's another big reason why you're here. Well, thank you, Jimmy. But I will tell you this to, to everybody listening. Um, we're not made, you know, I'm a woman of great faith. And scripture tells us we're not here to merely exist. Mm. My pastor, um, we go to Prestonwood Baptist Church, and our pastor gave this great analogy that it's like a parent at Christmas. You've done weeks of research to figure out what your child wants you have found it after you know searching everywhere and competing at the stores online to find it and you've got this gift you're so excited about it you wrap it up you put it under the tree it sits there you're, the anticipation of it all you know you know what it's like around oh the yeah and then your child never never opens it <laughs> and it's this whole feeling of disappointment and that's, that's what I try to explain to people. Listen, God has given each one of us unique gifts. You know, entrepreneurship isn't reserved for the extroverted. Mm. It's not reserved for the people who can stand on stage and speak. It's not reserved for the people, you know, that have necessarily great personalities or people skills. Entrepre everybody has an entrepreneurial bone in their body. It's the gifts that God gives you. If you're good at singing, then, then, then be the best. My kids always tell me, mom, I'm bored. I'm like, well, be the best at it then. 
right? Like <laughs> I love that. You got these gifts in you. The worst thing you could do is never use them. Absolutely. So whatever that gift is, my encouragement to anyone listening is pay attention to it. What you and you know what it is? It's that calling inside of you, Jimmy. This is your gift being lived out loud, and you're doing it. Yeah. Absolutely. Is it scary to step into that? Yes, but I would rather be a little bit scared than live a lifetime of untapped potential. I love that. That's awesome. That gave me chills, Jamie. I, 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 I love that from start to finish. So we'll eventually get, I want to ask you one more question and then we're going to get to the fun segment. We're going to get to some all things, Jamie. I know you're, I know you're not under the influence of margaritas or tequila or anything yet, which probably would have been better to, to get you light, to get you fired up a little bit to make better answers. But I still think you're going to provide some good stuff anyway. But one, before we segue into that point, I wanted to ask you, you know, just one kind of more question on a deeper note. Yeah. What is it like, you know, you talked about that transition from going from unhealthy to healthy. And I think that this is an area where a lot of people struggle in. And especially when it comes to their dietary intake, one, but two, it's also their level of exercise and level of output. So why do you think that people struggle with eating healthy or exercising or just finding that mental fortitude to want to exert effort? Oh, actually, it's funny you should ask me about this. I'm going to encourage all of you guys to go read this book, Atomic Habits. And I'll tell you, this is my belief, and I'll tell you why. Because people haven't developed the habit. I'm going to take it a step deeper with a story. I love that. Good start. In, in this book, listen, all of us want to look better, feel better. Everybody wants longevity. You know, everybody wants to be happy and healthy for the most part. And if you don't, then, um, Jimmy will work with you. But <laughs> the reality of the situation is I don't think anybody wakes up and it wakes up and says, well, today I just want to feel crappy. Today I just want to really abuse my body. I don't think people want to do that. But a couple of myths that I want to first dispel and then I'll get to atomic habits is number one, I think people have, um, people need to understand what health is. I hear a lot of people that are like, oh, I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. Losing weight is not the key to health. Yes, that's a symptom that will come along with it. But what people have to understand is that you can still be skinny and be unhealthy, right? Absolutely. And, and health is not merely measured in calories. All right, health in total wellness, if you want my honest opinion, this is what we teach in our community. Total wellness is a combination of spiritual, mental, social, physical, and emotional health. Take, for example, the person that goes to the gym and kills it, and repping out, and, you know, but then goes to a high stress job, right? So there's an, an inequity there, there's an imbalance. Or the person that is counting calories, macroing it out, right? But is eating all the wrong foods and doing so. That's not healthy either. So I think what people have to understand is health is very individual, but you have to take a look at your buckets. You gotta look at your mental bucket. You gotta look at your spiritual bucket. You gotta look at your social bucket. That's why people are having such a hard time right now in Corona. It's that lack of social bucket, mm. right? But taking it a step further, here's a story that I want to share. And I think this will resonate for a lot of people. There was a woman who was interviewed in this book and she was a professional ballerina. She was in her eighties. And for the past 30 or 40 years, she was at the gym every morning for two hours working out. 
And so when we think and hear these stories, we think, oh, that's just reserved, they're uber committed, they're really great in this world. The marathon runners, the triathletes, all these people that we put on a pedestal because they define discipline. She said, you know, what I do every day is I get up at five o'clock, I put my coat on, I put my gym clothes on, my leg warmers, my coat, and I walk down the stairs and I hail a cab. And the cab takes me to this street and this street where my gym is. I go inside and I begin my warm up. And then I work out for two hours. And people ask me, gosh, or tell me that that's an amazing habit that you going and working out. And she said, actually, the habit is hailing the cab. Hmm. She said, in life, where so many people fail and never develop the habit is because they're so excited or they're so big picture thinking that their goal is too hard. She said, anytime you're starting a new habit, it should be started and be able to be done in less than two minutes. It should be easy enough for you to duplicate it every day. And so it's called a gateway habit. She said, you know, the, it's why New Year's resolutions, everybody's so excited. Jan come January, they have, I want to lose 10 or 15 pounds. Then in come February, the gym's quiet. It's because people haven't perfected the art of a gateway habit. Just get up, put your shoes on. Your shoes will take you where you need to go. But we haven't perfected that simple process. So with regards to eating healthy, people think, oh, I need to go to Whole Foods. I need to clean out my whole pantry. No, start simple. Start with, in our house, we do meatless Mondays. In an effort to go more plant-based, we do meatless Mondays. Every other day we may have meat, but at least we're starting with one simple thing that we can replicate. That's the gateway habit for us. So Jimmy, to answer your question, I'm Morty. No, I, think I love it. It's more of, I don't think it's people or lack of discipline. I don't buy into that. I don't think it's a lack of desire. I think people don't know where or how to start. And so good health does not happen overnight. It does not happen in 10 days or 30 days. And any program that promises you that you're going to get results quick, I'm going to tell you run. Run mm -hmm. fast because it doesn't happen. Good health takes time. But start by developing the gateway habits. Absolutely. I mean, I, I could not have said that any better. But to kind of piggyback what you're saying, I think what a lot of that comes down to is realism and setting realistic, realistic goals for yourself. It, more specifically saying, like when you talk about these New Year's resolutions, people are going to come out and say, oh, I'm going to start going to the gym and they haven't worked out since Vietnam or, hey, uh, I'm going to give up alcohol and they have, they've been drinking consistently for, you know, almost three or four years. They've been having three to four drinks a night, whatever it is. But what's happening are these people are just saying, I'm going to, I'm starting, but then I'm going to go in all stop. It's not yes. a crawl, walk, run progression. It's a cold turkey type thing. And when you, when you start these, when you talk about creating habits, I'm glad that, glad that you said this, is that if you create the habit of binging and then stopping, what are you going to do probably another week later? You're going to binge again. You're just creating that habitual habit. So, you know, start with those baby steps like you're doing. And when you accomplish those goals, more than anything, it's mentally stimulating. And when you can convince your mind that what you're doing is good, your good habits build upon themselves. Bingo. When it feels good, you're going to duplicate it. Absolutely. When yeah, you're proud absolutely. of yourself, that's the key to creating a habit. We're not, we're not desire, designed to want to replicate painful experiences. No. When something feels good, we're going to keep showing up. And that's the key to a gateway habit. 
greatest example was, and we were a family that used to eat terribly. So it's no, it's funny. I am the picture perfect juice plus rep because where we were 10 years ago when we started to where we are now, much different. But a friend of mine years ago said, because we were a family that ate sugar cereal every day. That's, that's how I was raised. No disrespect. That's how I was raised. And it was a really bad habit. And then I passed that habit to my kids. My kids grew to love Fruit Loops and Lucky Charms. <laughs> As a parent, if I were to cut that cold turkey, there would be rebellion, right? And so she said, she's like, you know what we did with our sugar cereals is instead of eating them every day, I celebrated it and made it a weekend event. So on Saturdays and Sundays, they could have their sugar cereals. But, and we made it a party. She said, but so my kids didn't feel like they were being deprived. They didn't feel like I was being ugly or punishing them. But Monday through Friday, they were eating a healthy breakfast and then we could celebrate on the weekends. She said, what came out of that is we went from seven days a week to two days and eventually my kids didn't even want it anymore. She said, I crowded out the bad, had celebrated the two days, but there was such an abundance of good food that my kids' palates started changing. So we did that. And if you look at any of the habits in that kind of way, she created the gateway habit. And, and that's how I think good health is achieved long-term. I love that. Very well said. Well said. Thanks. And it's, it's something that's very undervalued. And I, I think a lot of people take it for granted until they realize, oh, crap, I go to the doctor and I'm on all these medications now. And it's probably time to make a change. Unfortunately, we live in a society where people don't want to make the change or be the change until they realize that there is a change that they need to make. So grab your life by the horns, everybody. Like we talked about, take control. You have the, the means and the capabilities within. You just have to start small and work big. But Jamie, as promised, fun time. A okay. couple, couple random questions for you. Okay. Yeah. Fun and entertaining. I wish I had like a, I told Josh this the other day. I was like, I wish I had a cool soundboard or something to, you know, get, get some exciting sounds or anything get like that. There. We'll, get there. we'll get there one day. It'll, it'll be, it's a work in progress, but let's start with this. So you're going out with your friends. Y'all are, are going to get a little crazy tonight and you're going to load up on chips and salsa and some queso and some other good stuff, but you're going to obviously load up on some alcohol. What is your go-to alcoholic beverage when you do decide to have alcohol. You know what, Jimmy? Um, I hate to tell you, but those days are, I, I had my years where I, I had some fun. Um, but as I've evolved into, you know, as a parent and with our schedules, your priorities shift and change. I do enjoy very rarely um, a margarita, <sighs> but that, gosh, I, I have to admit that doesn't happen much i think it's honestly for me personally it it's not important to me anymore as much i hate to say that i probably lost half your audience but <laughs> if I, were to say, um, I, I mean you guys get it like you st study some of the top entrepreneurs and that's who i look to for mentorship and leadership is like you're so busy creating that you don't have time for the distractions ah okay and plus, you know, a little bit of my faith is intertwined there too, where I'm like, yeah, I don't really need to do this. <sighs> Come on. That, I know. I, I, wanted, I didn't want a reserved answer. But I, okay, fair enough. I, I guess I didn't do my research well enough. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I can attest before asking another one is like, you know, it, it sucks because if you go out and you just get absolutely blasted and hammered weekend after weekend, 
Friday, okay, uh, I'm going to get, maybe have two or three drinks. Saturday, you get blasted. Well, Sunday, you wake up and you want to stay in bed all day and do nothing else. And you just, you're just not productive. Like you said, you lose time and time, time is money, especially when you're an entrepreneur. Not that money is everything. Second question. Different season of life. Absolutely. Fair enough. No more full send for you. Just a half send from the couch, uh, you know, like (laughs) (laughs) with your Kindle in hand. Okay. So question number two. Money is not an issue. What is, or let's, let me repreface this. You have a billion dollars to your name. Okay. And charity is not an option because again, we're going to take away the answer. I know that you're going to give me, what are you going to do with your money? What are you going to buy? Give me some things you're going to buy with your money. Okay. So, so it's not, I, I can't give my charitable. You cannot, I, I do not want to hear a donate route. Uh, believe me, I'm all about donations and charitable donations, but right. let's say that all of that's out of the question. All right. I know exactly what I do with it. Okay. Let's hear it. Um, Sean and I, our favorite place on the planet to go to is a place in Cabo called Las Ventanas. And it is, for those of you who are on Google it, it's amazing. It's our favorite, favorite place. I would buy a uh, condo at Las Ventanas. Um, I have a very healthy uh, passion for sunglasses and workout wear. So the other thing I would do is I would <laughs> want to start a, here's my challenge, and maybe your listeners can help. We're at home right now, and I want to start an at, at-home leisure wear company that is not, like you're not looking like you're going to work out, which is how I look most days, but you're also not too cute where you're not comfortable, right? So I've kind of followed somewhere in the middle, creating an at-home leisure line that supports this new lifestyle of us working from home. Well, I think somebody already did that. It's called the Snuggie. (laughs) 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 That's like glorified moo-moo. Yeah, Um, glorified moo-moo. Do you have a Snuggie? No. And I don't want one for Christmas, Jimmy. And you don't want one for Christmas? Oh. Well, if you random, – random, random rant here for a second. I always give fun gifts in the family. I'm usually the one going to Spencer's, spending a couple hundred bucks, getting the gag gifts. And I won't tell you – And teaching my children. Too. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's the best. If, you're, if you want a babysitter, I am by all means willing to babysit because I'm the cool guy. I'm going to do whatever the kids want to do, and I'm going to enable it to a certain yeah. degree. My kids know a few choice words because of you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll all come full circle one day. <laughs> all right, Jamie. So next one I got for you uh-huh. is let's see here. You have a podcast. What are you going to name it? This is a pretty popular question. A lot of people like this question. So I know it might require some thought, but what do you got? No, I got it for you. I would call it yoga pantspreneur. I've already actually bought the domain for my blog, which is entrepreneur. It's teaching uh, people how to create the life that they want while being comfortable in the process. So it's, um, yeah, that's, that's the name of my podcast. Okay. All right. Well, yoga pants and leisure wear, but you can still build your dream comfortably. You know, it's funny you say that because you know, with sports being gone, just the sports in particular, they're still doing interviews online. You know, they're still, you know, like the ESPN casters, they're still broadcasting from somewhere, but there's a picture of Shaq and a picture of uh, what they looked like on TNT when they were, when they were actually like releasing these videos and Shaq's up there wearing a, or his suit and tie, but on the bottom half, 
where the where the camera can't pick him up. He's wearing short. He's wearing shorts, and then he's wearing his tennis shoes. <laughs> so <laughs> the camera could show. I'm in shorts and so that's a medium zoom. Yeah, heck yeah. I love it. Okay, now would you ever consider running for president? That's my next question for you. No. Why not? I have no passion for politics at all. Care to uh, expand upon that? Yeah, I, I think that if you, listen, every company has a president, right? But if you're talking president of the United States, I do not envy that position at all. I don't have the bandwidth. I don't have the heart for it. Um, do I want to make change and create change? Yes, but not at that level, not at that global perspective. No way, not, not in the cards at all. Okay. Good question. Well, though. Yeah. Good question. Bad answer. I'm, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Well, Jamie, we're kind of nearing the ending point, but one, la one last question that I wanted to ask you, you know, pertinent to your current route that you're traveling right now in your personal and professional life. What is Jamie's Campanero or excuse me, what is Jamie Campanero Cantrell's five-year plan? What is your upcoming goals? What does that look like for you? Wow, that's a really good question. So I always believe in life, in order to know where you want to go, you have to know where you are currently. And so today I am blessed with an incredible organization um, in my Juice Plus team. And we've started a brand called Just One You. The acronym is JOY, it stands for joy. And so what I would love to see is for us to create an ecosystem of women empowering women and not just in the network marketing space but a community where people and women feel safe to collect ideas about how to be a better mom how to save time how to leverage themselves how to bring their gifts out so um right now we have a volunteer army i call it of uh, joy ambassadors and in five years i would look to want to grow that by you know, a couple hundred, a couple thousand members, because the message that we teach is bigger than just the Juice Plus product. The product is incidental to us. We eat it every day as if we brush our teeth. That's how we view it. Mm. What our mission is, is to, like I shared with you earlier, is to really tap into the heart and wake women up, empower them in those five buckets. And that's in five years, I'd like to see that group multiply so that we have one of the most amazing ecosystems that can impart big change. I love it. Awesome, Jamie. Thank you. I did this with Josh. I will pass it on to you to carry the torch. That, that will be okay. our ethos with this. Okay. Is, is there anything else, you know, kind of on your mind or on your heart that you have not had a chance to say that you would like to say to everybody on a closing note? Because we've talked about a lot of good stuff today. We've talked about mindset. We talked about entrepreneurship. We talked about what it's like to be a mom. We talked about how you don't like to drink alcohol anymore and you're not fun. <laughs> is there anything else that you would like to say in the floor is yours? In closing, thank you for that. That's a great question. You know, um, yes. And I was reminded of this this morning as I listened to online service is do the right thing. You are defined by your courage and your character. And, in, and the way our pastor was talking about it was with relevance to your Christ-like faith. You will always do right when your spirit is for God. And 
it just led me to reevaluate and take a look at my life. And I've made mistakes. We all do. Um, but I want people to, I want to close by saying you will always do the right thing. You always have the right outcome when you do the right thing. So that's, that's how I want to close it with you today. I love it. Short, quick, simple to the point. Mm -hmm. I love it, Jamie. Well, Jamie, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day today to add some awesome value to everybody who's going to be listening to this. I know that it's not just women who are going to be empowered by this and who gain something from it. I learned something today for sure. I know that guys that are listening to this too, are probably not going to be happy that you did not tell them your favorite alcoholic beverage and you were kind of lame on that part of it. But I think that holistically speaking, I think that they too are going to gain a lot from it as well because your message packs a punch and it's not pertinent to one individual. It's pertinent to all of us. And that's exactly why you're here today. Uh, but lastly, what I do want to ask you, how do people get in contact with you if they would like to reach out to you, have any questions, or they're, they're looking to get involved in possibly Juice Plus? Oh, that's awesome. Thanks for asking. Um, the best way to get in touch with me is online on Facebook or Instagram. My Facebook is um, Jay Cantrell or Jamie Campanero Cantrell. And my Instagram is jcantrell, C-A-N-T-R-E-L-L, one, two, one, two. That's the easiest because that's, I'm always on my phone and I'm pretty quick to respond. Um, and then of course, um, you know, and then we can take next steps to kind of evaluate what your heart is, what your passion is. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Jamie. And lastly, uh, I do want to say we kind of created a sandwich here. We started with the bread. We put a little plug in the middle for the meat. And now we're going to end with another slice of bread. This is Mind Over Matter again for the third time. And if you love this interview, which I hope you did, I know I did. And I'm not just saying that because she's my aunt and, you know, I'm not just trying to blow smoke up her butt, but <laughs> I would highly encourage you to press subscribe because you're going to get to hear more awesome individuals like Jamie in the future. And that's what this is all about. We're going to do interviews. Yes. We'll also add in some other awesome content for you. And this is a work in progress. This is something that started from the bottom and we're not quite there yet, but we're rising up the ladder. And it, as you know, with entrepreneurship, Jamie, and all of you who are listening to this who are entrepreneurs, it is a daily battle and you have to learn and evolve daily. And that's exactly what this is for me. This is a learning curve. This is a learning process. I started this from scratch. I knew nothing about this. I knew nothing about this. I knew nothing about everything that I'm doing, but slowly but surely, I'm committed to making this work to help not only me, but to help you more importantly, be the best version of you because everybody's got a voice and it's an important voice. And I want to use my voice to make an impact in your life. So if that's something you look forward to, if that's something you feel called to, two things for me, press subscribe here on YouTube and Apple podcast. It's completely free. And then share this on your own social media. Let's get the good word out there. Let's help more people by growing this platform. And that's what I want to end on everybody. So I, again, thank you so, so much for pressing play. I hope you have a wonderful day and get ready for some more awesome content coming up here soon.